All right, it's week 13 of uh, NFL football. Very excited. Um, some pretty decent matchups, I think, uh, on the board this week. Uh, let's start off with Frank Reich. Uh, fired as of this week, about two days ago. Um, is is it too soon, Mike? I don't think so. I like they the they brought Frank Reich in, right? They wanted Ben Johnson. They didn't get Ben Johnson. Um, turns out he was a Carolina walk on and like would have been a slam dunk hire. It seems like they he didn't take the interview in person. Whether that's because he didn't want the opportunity or because like because of Carolina or um he didn't think he was ready i don't know but um he he doesn't take the job so they give it a right i thought that was a bad hire from the beginning because you could tell by the way that the offense functioned with matt ryan in indianapolis like they just they're just not creative like reich has not been a creative play caller ever since he left philly um under doug peterson and and as we've seen kind of with doug peterson like he's the better play caller most of the time than the guys that he brings in. I think that's been the case this year in Jacksonville, ever since he took the play calling back over um, their offense has been better and it's been stagnant a little bit at some points uh, at the beginning of this year. So I I'm not a believer in Frank Reich as an offensive mind. So you bring him in to mold Bryce young and this, I, 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 the thing that I don't understand about Carolina is why Scott Fitter is still the GM. Like, because you made the mistake here of trading up to draft Bryce Young because you were convinced that you were a piece, uh, like a quarterback away from being a competitive team. And maybe, you know, you could make the argument based on the way they finished last season that that was true defensively, but I think offensively, especially when you get rid of DJ Moore, like you're more than a couple pieces away. Um, and so Bryce Young has struggled because he has the worst supporting cast in the NFL around him. And uh, and they just haven't been inventive with the way that they've called games, with the way that they've run their offense, and it's set Bryce Young up for failure. Um, and so when when all of that comes together, I just think that there is not really going to be a world where Frank Reich is going to be the guy that gets this turned around for Bryce Young. I think you need a innovative offensive mind who clearly understands the strengths and weaknesses of their team and who can do different things when the game plan has to change based on the personnel. And like I said, that's just not Frank Reich. So I don't blame Tepper, which most people are for being impatient. And and yeah, did he hire the guy? Yeah. But he also recognizes that this is not going to work. And most people are clowning him for that because they think that like he's too quick with the trigger and he doesn't give things time to play out. But in this case, I think it's warranted. Like, it's clear that Reich is not your guy who is going to fix Bryce Young. And you invested too much into Bryce Young, and it's way too early to give up now. So I I agree with the move. Change the change the play caller. Get somebody in this offseason who is going to be a much better, you know, mind for him. And, uh, and hopefully you can get it fixed. It's going to be difficult because you're going to have to invest in free agency because you don't have the draft capital because you gave it all up to get Bryce anyway. So... Um, yeah, I, I think it's the right move, but you know, we'll see. It all really depends on who they bring in and do they, do they do a good job of evaluating the offensive 
play callers around the country who are doing unique things and find a guy who can come in and give Bryce Young the kind of playbook that he needs to be successful until they get a better just set of players around him. So, No, I, I agree. And I think if you look at their offensive stats too, it's it's not good. I mean, they're like almost dead last in every category, uh, dead last in yards of play, like they're the worst in points a game. You know, just every every metric that you're going to look at that's going to kill the confidence of a rookie quarterback. And I think, you know, especially when you give up so much, you know, to get them, now you're one in 10. That's like, I mean, you don't have your first round pick, so there's <clears throat> there's no value in that. And on top of that, it's like, you've literally wasted a season. You're not, I mean, you're not getting anything out of this. I, I'm surprised Carolina struggled as much as they did. I did not see them being the worst team um, in the NFL. I mean, their defense at times has looked okay. Um, like their secondary is kind of decent, but, um, you know, obviously they're missing more than just one piece. And I think, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think, you're not going to keep a guy that's that's ten and one, or I'm sorry, one and ten, um, and and really didn't do much with the Colts either. That I that I thought was you know totally impressive to get him hired right away after getting fired last year anyway. Um, so I was very surprised. Uh, I was I was not surprised he got fired. I was surprised he was fired before Brandon Staley, but um, that's another point of discussion for later on. Um, the other kind of I don't know, big would be the right word, but Bills lose to the Eagles and are now firmly in uh, 10th out of 16th in uh, the AFC playoff race here. Are they dead? I don't know that they're dead just because I think I'll, like most of the teams ahead of them are actually bad. Like It's a shame because, yeah, I think – they the game like to blame the Bills for not making the playoffs already happened. Um, the this weekend was a a demonstration of like why you should still believe in this team because they have so much potential. You know if they play their best game and Josh Allen was unbelievable. You know their running backs were great. They played with attitude. Their defense. You know. Like, I don't think they necessarily played bad. I think Philly's really good. Um, and it just came down to, like, a couple plays that, you know, like, that are just variants in the NFL. So, like, the, you know, the the horse collar that wasn't called at the end of the first half on, on uh, Josh Allen that leads to no points. Um, the, you know, there the some of the decisions McDermott made, you know, at the – um at the end of the game are left a little to be desired but like other than that they played about as well as you could ask them to play um so it it sucks because you want to see the best teams you know we talked about this on the college football show you want to see the best teams make the playoff tournament as good as it can be and as much as like the bills i think deserve to be there over the colts or the broncos even though the broncos beat them in buffalo um it's just it doesn't seem like it's going to happen because the bills just have such a brutal schedule coming up and you know i think they're going to give it their best shot i think they're going to be competitive in every game they have such a good point differential that clearly it's not like they're um it's clearly not 
the fact that they're uncompetitive. You know, they just lost some bonehead games that you would have expected them to find a way to win. So, yeah, I it sucks for the Bills, but the, those are the breaks sometimes in the NFL. And when you don't win the games you're supposed to win, this is the situation you kind of put yourself in. I think if they don't make the playoffs, I think McDermott's done. I think that's probably the right move. Um, I just because I think you need, like, it's clear they've regressed in every single year at this point since the AFC championship game, you just need a new voice and new blood, uh, in that locker room. And you're not too far away from getting it turned around because you still have Josh Allen. You still have the pieces on offense. The defense is just like, it's, it sucks too, because their defense has not been like healthy come playoff time in any of these years. And this is no different. Um, they've, you know, they, they've had a series of really bad injuries. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it sucks for the bills. Um, I think that they will be very competitive again next year. If they can stay healthier, they might be in a position to make a run. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, look, if, if you're looking back on this year, I think they're going to really regret dropping that game to the Patriots. Um, I think every other team. That yeah. That one's beat... crazy. Like, yeah, it... Like every other, every other game, I feel like like Jets week one, you know, aside from the Rogers injury, like very good defense, you know, they crush bad teams. They beat the Dolphins handedly uh, in the first week of October. I mean, we forget that. I also was looking up these stats. Josh Allen should be the MVP if you go off of like most quarterback stats. Uh, he's the first in win probability added. He's the second in total EPA and he's the third in EPA per drop back and he loses uh, less EPA on a um, uh, interception than some guys lose on their uh, incompletions. It's, it's incredible. Like his stats are off the charts. Incredible. Um, And look, I know they got a tough schedule coming up, but I think, you know, they have this week off. Uh, I think if they go take the bye week and they come out firing two Sundays from now against the Chiefs and they win, I think that's a like I think they're setting themselves up for success. I think if they lose against the Chiefs, I think it's kind of over. Um, but then they got the Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. I think they could run the table on that, especially because I don't think the Cowboys, when they play good teams, play well. Um, I think they beat up bad teams and, and play poorly against good teams. And if you're looking at the rest of the league right i kind of have written off colts i've kind of written off Bengals at this point unless you think the broncos steelers and browns and colts are all going to come away with a better record than the bills like i think the steelers and browns kind of regress to the mean uh as we the get to the end are, of the year the browns are very injured yeah not just very injured but they play the jags the texans the jets and and then the Bears and Bengals in the mix there. But those are three games that are not going to be easy, um, especially with, you know, a backup quarterback against, you know, a Texans team that's going to be gunning for him, a Jags team that's going to want to keep winning, uh, a Jets team that has a great defense. Like, I think there's really a chance that they and the Steelers kind of drop a few towards the end of the year. And I know the Steelers have been playing well, but, um, you know, they're – their last two games are kind of hard. I think they got a decently easy schedule, to be honest with you, coming up here. 
in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, there's there's an argument to be made. I don't think the Bills are done. I mean, they're sitting at 500. You got Josh Allen as your quarterback. You're still going to play the Dolphins at the end of the year. Like, so in theory, like you need to make up one game on the Dolphins and the Dolphins still have to play the Ravens and the Jets and the Cowboys. So like there's a world in which you can even still win the division. I'm not even counting them out of that. Um, so it should be interesting, but I don't think the Bills are dead just yet. I, I, truly I think don't. there there might be uh argument to be made that it's actually easier if they just try to win the division. Now division, that, yes, 100%. Yeah. As opposed to trying – because, well, the Browns are very injured. Like, Garrett's hurt. Um, Denzel Ward got hurt. They obviously lost DTR in that game. Um, so there's no – I think you're right there. there. There's no guarantee they stay where they are. I think the Steelers, obviously, at 7-4, and four, are pretty fraudulent. Um, and then the Colts. I think, like, in, in a perfect world, we would get the Texans and the Bills in – you know, I would say even I would probably rather see, I guess, the Broncos than the Steelers. Maybe I don't know. To me, I don't think that one really matters. But you would like in the wild card, you would prefer to have Texans, Bills, and either the Broncos or the Steelers over the Browns and the Colts, um, unless like the Chargers found a way to sneak in there. Um, yeah, it's um, I it's definitely still on the table. I just I I think they're gonna what it comes. You're right. I think it comes down to the Chiefs game, and they're going to have to put everything they have into that game uh, if they're going to make the playoffs. Like they, it's just it's a must win. They have to win it uh, if they're going to have any shot. It just is another team that was in the Super Bowl that's gonna be tough and find ways to stay in games when they maybe aren't at their best. So we'll yeah. see what the Bills got. I mean, it's good that they have the bye week to get off the mat after a pretty heartbreaking loss against the Eagles. But, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't count them out totally just yet, but I think it's a very – like like I said, I think it's a very uphill climb. Yeah, and, I mean, probably the best week for them to have a bye week, just lick your wounds here and, and – you know, come back next week, two weeks from now on the 10th, uh, and, and, you know, know that it's kind of all or nothing. Um, I think that can, I think that can galvanize the team for sure. Uh, one more quick news, and this is not something we discussed before the show, but, uh, barring a flex, the Patriots will play in three straight primetime games starting this week. That's what I have to I'm say. sorry, start, starting next week. Starting next week. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully some flexing. Hopefully they flex some of these games out of there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think isn't one of those like... Um, I think both are eligible to be flexed, actually. Well, I was thinking, isn't one like... One of them is the Chiefs, right? Yes. Yeah, I so believe so. That, that one I don't think they're going to flex. Um, but, you know... Hopefully they do flex them because God, is it tough to watch that team play football? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into the slate. Uh, we'll just start off from the top here. Seahawks, Cowboys. Cowboys are eight and a half point favorites over under is 47 and a half on Thursday night. Mike, uh, I'll let you know. I'm going with the under here. Um, just because 91% of the money, 51% of the bets, just going to follow the system. How about you? Um, you say nine or eight? I see it at nine. 
Uh, I see nine and eight and a half. So I gave eight and a half since it's I'm 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 no pun intended betting that people are going to be betting the Cowboys. So the the lower number was eight and a half. I'll I'll jump in with you. I think uh, just for so uh, obviously no picks last week. The week before was three three and one on the season forty thirty two and six pushes now, which is just bonkers. Six pushes. That's that's crazy. crazy. For for thirteen weeks, that's crazy. Six weeks. pushes in thirteen weeks. That's a push almost every other week. That's Twelve insane. weeks. Twelve weeks. This is week thirteen. You haven't. You haven't. Yeah, and I missed player. a week. That's insane. That is um, crazy. Yeah, fifty five percent up three point two five units. Um, I had. Uh, I'm probably gonna ride the under with you too. That just because I yeah I looked at that again. Seattle's offense. Um, is in dire straits here. Ken Walker's not going to play. Uh, Gino's been pretty bad. They they like don't exactly know what they want to do with these three wideouts, and so and this game's in Dallas against a, a defense that's playing well. And this is just the, Seattle's going in the wrong direction. Dallas beats up on these teams. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the under, and I'm also gonna take Dallas uh, either at eight and a half or nine. Um, I just I, I think that. They win this game. They win it convincingly. They keep trying to generate momentum uh, going into a, a rematch with the Eagles. So, um, yeah, give me give me the Cowboys to win big. Uh, I, I agree, though, This because I also think Seattle's offense is going to struggle. I know that Dallas puts up a lot of points on their own, um, but they're not going to cover 47.5 by themselves, and even if it's like 37 to 10, you stay under the number. So, um, yeah, I also think Seattle's path here is they they get some turnovers and uh, like Dak doesn't play his best game and this is on the lower scoring end. I don't just I just don't see a world where like this is the game where the Seattle's offense gets it figured out without Kem Walker. So um, yeah, just when we talk about paths to victory and how this goes, I yeah I think the under is the play. So I'll I'll, I'll go two for one special here with uh, with. The Cowboys minus nine and the under 47.5. You're doing what I like to call threading the needle, taking the favorite and the under. You got to kind of watch out for both because otherwise you're you're going to lose one. <laughs> it's actually kind of fun. I, I do enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I just – I feel like it's – I'd have to go back and look at how it's worked out for me. I've done this a fair bit. I know that – I saw one game it worked out. Uh, it was Ohio State-Minnesota. Um, the, I think the total was like 45 and Ohio state won 37 to three. So it was like, <laughs> it's one of those where just like, if you have a, if you have a feeling one team is going to blow and, and it feels like it's easier in the NFL because blowouts are not your 50 point blowouts in the NFL, the way that they are in college football. So if you get a favorite, you like and you feel like the game's going to be a blowout, it's a lot easier for them to cover and still stay under the number, unless the other team scores points, which this year, especially with the way some of the offensive, you know, football has been rather dreadful, um, it feels like a year to to be taking these sort of spots. I'm going to do it again, too, coming up. (laughs) In the same week. I have two of these in the same week. That's that Snoopy cartoon meme. I'll fucking do it again. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on. One PM slate. Uh, Dolphins commanders. Commanders at home. Ten point uh, underdogs. Over unders fifty. Uh, Chargers at Patriots. 
Pats are five and a half point underdogs at home. Over unders forty and a half. Lions at Saints. Lions are four point favorites away at the Saints. Over unders forty six and a half. Cardinals at Steelers. Cardinals are five and a half point underdogs. Over unders forty one. Falcons at Jets. Jets are three point underdogs at home. Over unders thirty four. Colts at Titans. Titans are one point underdogs at home. Over under is forty three. And Broncos at Texans. Broncos are three and a half point underdogs away at the Texans. Over under is forty seven and a half. Mike, what plays you got for the slate? Um, I I'll go with my other uh, <laughs> threading the needle combo here. Like um, it, like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Lions in the under. Okay. Uh, I this one. This number feels artificially high because the Detroit's defense has not played well the past two weeks. Um, I think this is a get-right game for the Lions. Uh, the Saints are bad, bad. and Yeah, they're not good. Yeah, and Alave got concussed. They lost Rashid Shahid. So I think Taysom Hill is healthy. Jawan Johnson even got injured in the last game. So, like... So if Alave doesn't play, I don't know who they're like. Michael Thomas is already on IR. If Rashid Shahid and and Alave don't play, who are they throwing the ball to? Um, it, it's just going to be check down city to Alvin Kamara the whole game, um, and, and that's just not like Detroit is going to know that, and they're just going to play entirely to take Kamara out of the game and force Derek Carr and his motley crew of practice squad players to go beat them and they're not going to be able to do it. So I, and for Detroit offensively, they haven't really come out and played well the past couple of weeks. So I think this is a spot where they try to get aggressive early and then kind of just run the air out of the football. Um, and so all of that to me adds up to, you know, Detroit wins this game rather comfortably, even if it's, let's say by a touchdown um, and this, you know, I just I don't see how New Orleans scores enough points to get to their half of this forty-seven total. Uh, I know that like eighty-three percent of the cash is on the over. I think that's because Detroit's defense has been much worse recently. But I just again I don't see where this band of backups is going to put up like the twenty what twenty-three. I guess you need yeah right there. Um, or if you're saying like 24 to 20, yeah, that wouldn't even be it. It would be like 27, 24, um, or like 20, 27, 23 gets you to, uh, 50, like somewhere in there is what you need out of the saints given the total, like I'm bad at this math, but, uh, yeah, 48, 24. So it would be, yeah, like 26, 22, I guess they're, they're kind of thinking it would be somewhere around Mm. there. Um, yeah, no, like that, I, that to me, I just, I don't know how New Orleans without like a defensive touchdown, in which case you're probably losing the total anyway. Um, I, I I don't know how they get there. So I'm going to take, I'll probably this one. Normally I've been better on the totals this year than I have been on the side. This one I'll probably switch because I'm more confident in Detroit just winning this game outright than I am this one staying under. Uh, so I'll probably weight this one a little bit more towards Detroit. Uh, and a little less towards the total, just so that way, you know, if I do split these, like you're talking about, 
if Detroit, like if I, what I think is more likely to happen is Detroit wins, you, you still come out ahead. So, um, yeah, I will, I, I'll go ahead and take both here. Yeah. I I'm on uh minus four on the lines here. Um, I, just nothing from the saints that I've seen all year suggests to me that they're not as good as a lions looking for a bounce back here. So, I mean, it's, it's simple as that. Uh, I mean, lions also have a 15% difference, positive money, uh, on the wagers. So lots of, lots of, uh, money in that direction, but still, uh, you know, I, I, I like Derek Carr as a person. I just don't think, you know, it, it would shock me if the saints keep up here. And I, I do like, uh, what you were mentioning there. Um, I, with the under, I, I, I just don't, I don't see how they're going to keep up. So if I don't think they're going to keep up at minus four, you know, I'm probably not thinking that, that the lions are putting up a, a vast majority of those points and it's still hitting the over. So I like it. I don't hate it. Um, what's your next one? Cause I only got one more game and I'm doing a double. Only one more game throughout the slate or only in this window? slate, 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 slate. Wow. Um, window, window. Sorry. Oh, uh okay um my only other pick in this window is uh chargers new england under uh 40 and a half we just talked about it uh new england's just awful and the chargers are really banged up on offense like keenan allen has been getting so much volume they're down to like their sixth receivers um other than him Eckler has not looked like the same guy because he's just been sort of hurt the entire year. So, and New England's defense has been playing, you know, still somewhat competitively despite all the injuries they have. So I just, I think that this is a game where like New England is going to struggle to score again. It's going to be Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. Like I saw a report today that or uh, Mac Jones isn't even getting practice reps. And so this is just going to be check downs to uh, Ramondre Stevenson and running the football. Uh, I wouldn't be really that surprised if New England actually finds a way to win this game and that gets Brandon Staley fired. Um, But I am going to stay completely away from Chargers spreads. Uh, I just think that if that's going to happen, it's going to be like 10-7. And otherwise, the Chargers win this handily, but it – New England doesn't score their half of 20. So, uh, or sorry, their half of 40, their 20 in this, this spot. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the under in this one. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, I'm on uh, a double whammy on Miami commanders. Uh, I'm doing under 50 and commanders plus nine and a half. Uh, this is nothing if not a Jack Del Rio got fired bet. Uh, so I think the commander's defense is going to start to click a little better. Um, I mean, there were, if you've been watching these Commanders games, like Jack Del Rio was dropping Chase Young into zone coverage on certain plays. Like, that's how bad, that, I mean, that's what we're talking about, like how bad uh, the, the scheming was. Players confused, secondary confused. So I, I'm going to take this in the hopes that there's a revitalized Commanders team. Um, and uh, it's also one of those where the money agrees. Um, both positives on uh, commanders plus I have it at plus nine and a half right here. It's actually started to move towards plus 10. Um, so I might, I haven't put it in yet. I might wait till that happens, but I'm going to go plus 10 and, and under 50 here. Um, I 
would I really thought about the under in this game too. Um, I my only hesitation is uh, like if and this is so dumb, but if Jalen Phillips didn't tear his Achilles last week, I'd probably be on this under. But it just feels like Miami's defense might be a piece away or two. And if you get a good Sam Howell game, like I could see a world where this goes over. Um, as far as the spread goes, yeah, no, there's just too much. Too much volatility with the way this Dolphins offense has been playing. Like sometimes they're great, sometimes they're okay. Even last week against the Jets, yeah, they put up thirty, but seven of that was uh, a hail mary return for a touchdown. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you could be totally on dead on with the interim DC bump. Um, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stay away from this one. All right. Well, uh, no more bets in the 1 p.m. slate let's move on to the 3 p.m. slate uh only three games we've talked about that ad nauseum but uh first game is the 30 or 405 kick panthers at bucks uh bucks are four and a half point favorites over under 37 49ers eagles that should be a great one uh hopefully uh 49ers are anywhere from three to two and a half point favorites uh away at eagles over under 47 and a half and then browns at rams rams are three and a half excuse me point favorites with uh deshaun watson out for the season and over under 40 uh i got one for this oh i got two actually apologize i also have two is one of yours in cleveland la it is not. Okay, so we can talk about both games because uh, we're on the same games. Um, I am going to take an interim bump here on Carolina. I'm going to eat the trash again. I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, I. It just feels like a Frank Reich is gone. We're going to have a party sort of game for the Panthers. Um, I hope that they change things offensively and – allow Bryce Young to have a little bit more comfortability doing some of the things that made him really great in college, which was his ability to process and, and make decisions quickly. I mean, if you saw, uh, did you see the Mingo catch? That wasn't a catch because he figured out a way to land out of bounds, despite the fact that the pass was thrown four yards inbounds. I did not. I got to look this up though. So yeah, the screenshot is hysterical. It's, Bryce Young it gets flushed out of the pocket. Of course he does because Ike Aquanu might be the worst left tackle in the NFL. Uh, and he was like a sixth overall pick. Shout out to NC State for that one. Uh, great job producing talent there, bub. Um, but <laughs> he he rolls right, and it's like the one time because the, the Panthers wide receivers across the board, uh, but specifically DJ Chark, Terrence Marshall and Jonathan Mingo rank, I think all three at the bottom of qualified NFL receivers, as far as like yards of separation per route run. Like they are, they are very clearly the worst wide receivers in the NFL. And this, this play Bryce Young rolls right to his strong side and throws the ball to the boundary, which should have been a 15 to 20 yard gain. And Jonathan Mingo finds a way to, instead of stopping to receive the ball in bounds, he jumps catches the ball behind his body, and instead of tapping his feet inbounds, just somehow, like, he had to contort his body to land out of bounds. I don't know how he did it, but he lands a, a solid yard into the white stripe, and it is just like, like, the still frame, when you look at it, 
is so unbelievable of how uh, I'll text it to you uh, while you're explaining your logic on whatever you're picking in this game. But it's just, it's so insane how he managed to not make this a catch. So, but my thing is like, things can't get worse. And Tampa Bay is sort of reeling right now. Mike Evans has been great, but the rest of this team is terrible. Interim bump. This is like a, you know, you have a coach who's been an interim before for the Bears when I think Nagy had COVID. So, like, guy knows what he's doing. He also he also fired Deuce Staley and, and one other coaching staffer. So, like, they're going through a complete overhaul on offense. I think they make things simpler. I think they play with a little bit more passion. And that, to me, is enough to keep this within five. I don't know if they win the game outright, though I wouldn't be shocked if they do. And I don't hate a sprinkle on the money line here. Um, but I'm just going to take them with the points. Uh, I just, I think that they, yeah, plus 200. Um, I definitely don't hate to sprinkle on the money line, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just take them with the points. I think, uh, Carolina finds a way to keep this one at least close. Okay. I like it. Uh, I'm going with the under in that game, uh, in, uh, Panth Bucks, Panthers Bucks, uh, under 37. I don't think these are two good offenses, so I don't know where 37 points is coming from. And that's it. Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, I, 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 don't have, I don't have any in-depth analysis here. Yeah. Like, it's it's Panthers-Bucks, unless we're seeing the Bucks team that scored 33 by themselves uh, that one, like, week four, week five, like... That ain't happening. I, I think these are two anemic offenses. I don't think there's going to be like an interim bump here because I think the to get an interim bump, you have to be like detested in your organization. And I think the Panthers didn't have anybody close enough. Like like Frank Reich was not with he was with them for eleven games. Like what they're not gonna, you know, like show up and be like, Yeah, now we can do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're one in we are one in ten. Uh, so I don't think the anemic offenses on either of these uh, are going to do too much. And maybe Baker like gets a few tutters, but uh, I think this stays under 37. Uh, I just texted it to you. This wasn't a catch. I'm going to look at it right now. Uh, Mike, why don't you give me – do you have another one for this slate? Uh, yes, I do. I have Eagles 49. Plus, okay, is it Eagles plus three? No, I thought no. about that long and hard, but I am just going to take the over. Um, and the only reason I say that is because this feels like a trap. Um, like the Eagles. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The Eagles have been beating everybody. Like they find ways to win games and, and what does Vegas do, but make them an underdog at home. Um, they're going to like, the Eagles are going to be pissed off. They're going to, this is going to be like a, a very physical, very tough game Obviously, San Francisco has looked a lot better since they got Williams healthy again in Debo. Um, I, yeah, this just feels like this This is a plus number to get everybody onto the Eagles. And there's a chance that San Francisco comes out and just looks physically dominant and gets their revenge and wins by, you know, a full touchdown. I I think there's enough variance there for me to stay away from it. And like I said, uh, it just smells, something smells off with the plus number there. What I am going to take is the over. Because I think no matter what, like even if San Francisco does come out and figure out a way to punch Philly in the mouth, like they are going to score to get back in the game. It's just what they do. Like they do find ways to make plays. I just don't know about the variance on the spread as, as far as the end of the game goes. But I think in either case, you you have a 
fairly easy path here where you get to the over because like if San Francisco gets ahead, Philly's going to have to score. San Francisco's going to have to keep scoring and you more than likely get to over 47 and a half. If Philly comes out and throws the first punch and has a dominant offensive performance to start, I don't think that Philly's defense right now with how banged up they are and the pieces that they're missing has the ability to just shut down San Francisco for the entire game. So I think either way, even if it's a blowout at the beginning in one direction or the other, I think you're going to have enough points left over to get over this number. And then obviously I think in a competitive game, both of these teams, even if it's like 14-14 in the third quarter, I think that they score enough points by the end to get you to the line. I I think this is going to be a good game where you never feel like it's just one team has their foot on the gas and, and never takes it off. And this game's over like by the third quarter. And that to me just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I think one of these teams, and, and the crazy part is like, you don't have a feeling which one it's going to be, but I think one of these teams comes out and looks very dominant to start the game, whether that's Philly because of the home crowd and the, the motivation from being an underdog, or if it's San Francisco from the motivation of thinking that they would have won the NFC championship last year, if they didn't have a quarterback and couldn't throw. Um, I don't really know which one it's going to be. I'm just going to take hmm. the points and sit back and watch this game. Uh, okay, I am. I'm going with a hater move here. I'm taking 49ers minus two and a half. Um, I just something about the way the Eagles have been playing suggests to me they're not as good as they think they are. They've looked great at times. Right, but then you see him playing the Bills, who are six and six, right, six and five at the time they played, and I was not impressed. Um, I, 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 you know, they've struggled against the Commanders this year, which is like incredible that to say out loud, given how bad they've played. Um, so I, I think this is when we're going to see the Forty ers kind of show everybody they might be the favorites uh, coming out for the Super Bowl. Um, in the next couple of weeks, I think them adding young to the defense has made them that much more potent. Um, it makes it significantly harder to double team some, some other defensive linemen. Like I think the pass rush is there now. I think Jalen hurts is going to struggle who, and Jalen hurts who also has played chase young twice already this year. So, um, you know, he's familiar with how he rushes out of the pocket. I think you're going to see an edge here for the 49ers. And I just think that the Eagles will probably lose, probably by more than a touchdown. I think this will be the first crack we see for the Eagles team. And whether that crack stays or they patch it up remains to be seen. All right, last two games. Uh, Chiefs at Packers. Chiefs are six-point favorites. Over-under is, uh, of course, I changed my tab here. Over-under is uh, 42.5. And And then uh, Bengals at Jags on Monday night. Jags are 8.5-point favorites at home. Over-under is 38.5. I lean Chiefs minus six here, Mike, uh, but I don't have any plays aside from the under in the Bengals-Jags game. And that's just a primetime unders have been hitting like crazy, so I'm going to do it as well. Yeah, I don't hate that, especially with Browning going on the road uh, to play a team with a defense that's playing pretty well. Um, I don't hate that. I don't have any plays here either. I also lean Chiefs minus six. There's just a little bit of like Green Bay's figured some things out offensively. Um, and they're at home and you never know. Um, so I, I just a little bit of variance there that I want to stay away from. 
And then I also lean the Jags minus eight and a half. Um, I, I just think the Bengals season is cooked. They're like, there's no way Jamar Chase is playing very hard. They may get Higgins back, but like, I, I, they know that this season's gone without Joe Burrow. And I think this is sort of like, let's get everybody healthy. Let's see what we can work out with T Higgins and, Maybe we can keep him from hitting the open market and we just run it back next year with a fully healthy team. Um, and so I, I think that not necessarily like they've quit, but they're just, I, I, I just don't see the effort being there out of Cincinnati, whereas Jacksonville still has the, the possibility. I, I think the only possibility that the Jags are real contenders in the AFC is if they get home field and they're in the division to do it in. Um, so it's certainly possible. It's just to me that's their motivation. Is like the the AFC, the top of the AFC is wide open, and so it just it feels like if Jacksonville can keep just winning game after game, and they've been doing it even when they haven't really looked good, um, they're going to be re- in a really competitive position to host throughout the playoffs. Which I think is, like I said, their only shot to really have a chance to go all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, do you have anything else to add? No. All right. Well, that's been our show. Thanks for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe and uh, check out our college football podcast as well.